What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Namaste podcast, a podcast dedicated to uplifting the soul, connecting self-help ideas to inspirational people. Today on the show, I have award-winning actress and filmmaker Mariah Owens. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it is an absolute pleasure. You are super inspiring to me, and so I'm just I'm excited to talk to you about you know everything in life, pretty much. I want to ask you. Um, let's let's just begin with talking about um, your new film that just came out. Yes, Daddy's Playground just came out on October 9th on an awesome site called No Budge. Yeah. Uh, it's really awesome. It's a subscription-based service, $1 a month, and you get the best of independent short films, feature films. So it's a really cool opportunity, and we're so mm. excited to be on there. Awesome. And it premiered this month, right, in October? It did. Yeah. And ha- did you get any like feedback or buzz about it yet? Or We have. So we, uh, we actually premiered at Holly Shorts last year, so a okay. festival in L.A., and we took the film Daddy's Playground to Mammoth Film Festival. So we had another premiere uh, in, uh, when was it? February, which was awesome. So it's been a really cool opportunity to grow with the film too. Mm. And so we've had a lot of great reviews on the short. Uh, It's a vigilante thriller about two sugar babies who attempt to overthrow the patriarchy by killing off their sugar mamas and daddies. Yes. So it's it's really (laughs) exciting, really fun. And yeah, hopefully next year we'll be making it into a feature film. That's awesome. And so, because I read that you own your own production company, GTE Productions, right? And so was this uh, produced by your company? Yes, it was. It was. Okay. And did you, now my... I have a few questions about that. Do you write <laughs> all of the things that you produce or no. no? Okay. So do people submit them to you and then you review it and just sort of decide which one you're going with? Exactly. It depends on a, it's project. It depends on the project. Okay. Uh, completely, being completely honest. So sometimes I write, which is awesome. Usually if I write it, I'll typically direct as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, I met Ashley Morgan, one of the co-writers, so Ashley Morgan and Bonnie Mata, who are also our, our leads okay. in the film, which is so, they're so talented. I love them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, met Ashley at the premiere of my first feature MFA okay. it premiered at South by Southwest and we really hit it off and she asked if she could pitch some stuff to me and she did and I had been wanting to do a project about sugar babies and sugar culture because I found it so fascinating hmm. and this was a perfect fit it was female vigilante you know pretty uh, badass and exciting and about a topic that people don't traditionally want to talk about wow. so these two talented women wrote this awesome script and I was like oh my gosh I have to do it so um, that's what's really cool about having a production company too is the fact that you don't always have to write your projects direct your act in the project this I'm you know just producing executive producer right so it's so cool wow and okay wait you're 25 right yes oh my gosh 25 (laughs) you have your own production company you've won all kinds of rewards like I I even saw that you that you you've traveled pretty much around the world like you lived in Japan Los Angeles Australia New York like what (laughs) you've lived such a crazy life so far yeah I'm really lucky (laughs) it's been wild but yeah it's I, I think I always really like to do a million things at once. Gemini problems. Yes. You get it. Is that a problem though? Or is no. that why we're so badass? I think, you know, I think, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's something to be celebrated. Yeah, actually, thank you for dropping that because that was actually supposed to be part of your intro- introduction. Also, Gemini queen Ayo, in the house. Gemini's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been joking re- recently that I just want to be around Gemini. So I'm collecting Gemini's these days. I'm, I'm glad to be collected. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird word to, to <laughs> say, but it's just, it's just, I don't know. I find it really funny. And Gemini gang power, you know, yeah. like we just, we're taking over the world. We actually are. Mm-hmm. 
So, okay. So uh, let's talk about your childhood and how, like, so how did you get into this? Were you always just, you know, inspired by the acting world or, you know? Totally. Growing up, I was always a performer. Uh, my mom actually got me into modeling. I was two and a half days old. My mom was a model. Really? And after, mm-hmm. After my mom had me, her agent um, called her when she was in the hospital and said, you know, what did you have? And <laughs> my mom's like, I got a girl. And, you know, she has a full head of hair and blah, 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 whatever. And next <laughs> thing I, I mean, I don't remember, but I was modeling and I modeled for a really long time. And I oh. grew up doing improv at the Second City in Toronto. I started when I was seven and I always really loved performing, but never thinking that it was really going to be a career for me. Mm. And um, I originally went to school. I went to U of T. I was 16 for something completely different. And halfway through, um, one of my friends passed away. So I took a year off of school mm. and I thought, what do I really want to do? And, um, I, at the time I was thinking about going into sports medicine, mm. being an athlete my whole life too. And, um, I ended up going back to second city and I did the writing program and the improv program. Uh, by this time I had signed with an agency as an actor mm. that I want to do more of this. I, I love writing and producing and telling stories and directing and, um, so in a weird way, I kind of felt that it's something I've always wanted to do and I yeah. always loved it. I always loved performing and, yeah. and, you know, being a goofball and telling these stories and working with other people. But I kind of felt like I was put on a path to do it. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. You're so inspiring, man. Thank That's you. so exciting. Thanks. And so what brought you to all those places that you've lived? Was that because your mom? Was that because you're modeling or? No, I uh, was really lucky through school. So a lot of them were exchanges. Wow. Um, my mom, uh, similar to me, my mom was born here, but lived um, in Southern California back mm. and forth pretty much her whole life. So mm. I had done the same back and forth my <laughs> pretty much my, my life as well. And then uh, I went to school there as well. And then I went to theater school at Lee Strasberg, a method acting school. Nice. Um, among others. And New York um, went for school, went for work. So it's it's been a really interesting um, journey. And getting to travel these places and um, getting to live and go to school in Australia and Japan helped me graduate early from high school. So then I was able to wow um, go to college sooner and start working sooner. And that it. makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Were you a Zeller's kid? Uh, I was actually. I was. Yeah, you were Zeller's high five. Yes. Yeah. I was Zeller's and Sears, and I did. Uh, it's like a Club Monaco sizing kid, so they used to yes. size their clothes on me. Wow. So yeah. I, yeah. I did Sears, the Bay, Zellers. Yes. I was like on their posters and stuff. So like we could have run into each other. We we have to get our moms to go back and look at all of our modeling catalogs and be like. Yeah. 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 You know what? Um, I'm so glad that you have this experience and we can relate on this account because modeling as a child was so fun. And it actually, I think it's what contributed towards building my character and and making me more extroverted and helping me understand people more and taking more of an interest in the world and why people do what they do. And I think, yeah, just like, um, I, I've always said that I love that my mom just let me go out and do that. And she just, you know, would put me on the go train and I would figure out how to get there. And like, it makes you really responsible from a young age. And I think that is probably why I'm more of a go-getter today, I think. And I think that really makes a lot of sense for you as well. Totally. You know? Our moms put us to work really early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, but uh, joke, all jokes aside, I think you do learn so much, whether it's, yeah. you know, modeling or improv or playing sports, whatever, yeah. you know, whatever you do that teaches you accountability or how to, you know, kind of get up, dress up, show up mm-hmm. um, is so important. And I think the sooner you learn it, the better at it you are. Totally. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, what do you think motivates you to I, do everything? Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah, it's a hard one. I think I 
Oh. Man, I'm stumped, but I, I think I, I just want to try and do as much as I possibly can in this lifetime. Yeah. And I think I have always really loved learning new things. So any opportunity mm. to try something new or to get better at something, maybe it comes from being an athlete too and being competitive. Yes. And I like I don't like when I'm not good at something. Yeah. But it's something that I think this year in particular, I've really learned how to, not, not that not be good at things, but how to start something and not already be perfect at it. Right. That's something I'm learning this year too. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Yeah. I have such a hard time with not being perfect at something mm-hmm. and that, and, uh, but I also find, and I caught myself this year that, uh, sometimes I'll just like annoyingly give up and be really defeatist about it. And I didn't know that that was a side of me that I had. And I realized that and I went, no, 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 no. <laughs> Consistency, <laughs> Mel. You aren't going to be like that. And yeah. And That's pushing awesome. Myself. It's hard to it's also hard. do that to yourself and be like, calm down you know like it's, <laughs> yeah. I know I I don't do well with that sometimes I'm like oh you should be better at this already like you've yeah. never golfed before but you should be perfect right like, it's like so random yeah like, like, like I went bowling and I was just so crap and I, I'm <laughs> I was a like, terrible why player. am I not amazing what was like can I figure this out logically mm-hmm. no Melissa sometimes skill takes time <laughs> it's true and I, I think like, filmmaking has taught me that too like you're not um, going to be one, you can't possibly know absolutely everything about everything. Right. And there you have to learn how to ask for help and research and right. get better, you know, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you are also the, I I'm assuming executive producer, but also director and creator of the Tia web fest, right? You created, I'm, I'm not actually the creator. Oh, okay. So this year, um, so the Tia web fest, this was the sixth annual Tia web fest, which yeah. is a podcast for digital content, web series, and podcasts mm-hmm. that was held at the Tiff Bell Lightbox. Yeah. And, um, so it stemmed from the IWCC, which is the independent web creators of Canada. Okay. And I just finished my two year term on the board. Which was, it was really exciting to grow at the festival. My first year, I guess this was three or four years ago, I started as a volunteer at Teal Web Fest oh. and became more involved in the digital community because I had been creating web series and I loved digital content and branded content and then uh, ran for the board and was elected. I was on the board for two years and I've always loved doing events and bringing people together and I love programming. Mm. I, I love getting, you know, I think because I am a filmmaker to look at a festival and be like, oh, well, who are the people that are already going to be here? What do I want to learn? Um, so it was a really great opportunity to be the ex- uh, executive producer and director of industry programming. Yeah. Well, and that's what, mm-hmm. where we met. So, cause my, so my friend, uh, her name is um, Sarah Dugnan. Her podcast was in the festival yes. and being nominated, right? And so she had a plus one. And so she was like, hey, do you want to come to this festival? We might learn, you know, lots about podcasting and whatnot. And I was like, yeah, for sure. So I tagged along and I loved it. Like, so like I'm excited for next year because I honestly, I learned so much. I think it's, it's amazing that they offer this. So I think, yeah, it's so cool. And, and that's where we met. So, I know, and I was very it. inspired. And I remember actually we were sitting in one of the classes and um, no one was answering any questions. And you were like, anyone, anyone, any questions, anyone? <laughs> Bueller, Bueller. Okay, well, I have three <laughs> questions. <laughs> And then you just asked your question. And I just think that's so great. I love how much initiative and, you know, you're just you're such a strong, yeah. you know, willed kind of gal. And it's awesome. Thank you. That's really cool. Where do you think you get that from? Have I you always been really confident? I think so. I think it, it stems, again, back to childhood. My parents, like, my parents always said that I would go and talk to anybody. And um, mm-hmm. my mom is super friendly. Oh, yeah. And my mom's awesome. My dad's awesome, too, but he's not as friendly as my mom. I don't think anyone is. <laughs> and, um, is she British? No, she she's she's Canadian and well she was born here and grew up between here and LA her whole life and okay she's just like a B 
beach gal who wants to have all the friends like she's Aww, just so cool like my mom's nice. awesome um and <laughs> my my dad always says that he whenever I would meet someone new he would make me shake their hand he's like yeah go up and shake that person's hand and I'd be like I was never a kid that was afraid of that because I think mm. it just wasn't an option mm. um to like be a crybaby or be a shy kid right I mean like obviously if I had a bad day that was totally allowed but um right yeah so I think it stems from from my parents and um them always asking me questions you know not necessarily like oh what do you want for dinner but like what book are you reading or like you know what how does that make you feel and asking me questions that really forced me to have an extensive vocabulary but also to have you know, think about the bigger picture and think about things outside of the box from a young age. That's really interesting. I uh, read a study about parents that um, from an infant, if they talk to their baby as if they're an adult, the baby mm-hmm. grows up to be, you know, gifted and, and whatnot and significantly more advanced than other kids as opposed to, you know, the parents that say goo goo gaga and talk baby <laughs> yeah. talk. But I mean... <laughs> I'm probably going to be that parent. It's going to be really hard. You know, babies are cute. (laughs) Babies are adorable. I think like, yeah, my my dad's like a hardcore academic. So I think Ah. for him, he was just like, I I don't know, maybe he like didn't know how to talk to babies. Like Mm. obviously my dad loves me, but I think he just kind of thought of me as a young adult from when I was a baby. Like, I I don't know. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I bet, I bet that is the reason why you are the way that you are. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm kind of interested. Um, are you so we we briefly touched on this before yes. we started, but and so you said that you are somewhat spiritual because you have totally. the Colette Baron Reed cards. I so I love her too. So have you seen her? Like, what? So why do you love her? I'm just curious. I I really love her decks. Um, I have her oracle decks, and I have a couple of her tarots, and okay. I. Um, I had always growing up, um, I had, my mom would take me to psychics and really, uh, totally fun. And yeah, it was really fun and really interesting to look at the world from a different perspective. Hmm. And, um, yeah, I never really started reading tarot cards until this past year. Oh, like myself and having my own decks and my friend Hillary gave me a, what is it? Basic tarot. It was like to learn like intro to tarot cards Okay, for Christmas and I, I had them, but I was, I don't know why, I was kind of nervous to read them. Hmm. I, I was like, oh no, what am I going to find out if I read them myself? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just completely fell in love with it. And I went to a spiritual store and I looked at all the different decks and I was like, oh, which ones, which ones do I like? You know, what do I feel huh. drawn to? And they happened to be a lot of the Call It Baron Reed, uh, Reed decks hmm. and just kind of all the different things that I've, you know, had gone through in the, the last year, year and a half. Um I, they just really spoke to me in a different way. And I, I love yeah. the illustrators that she works with. I love the way that she explains things. Like I, I have to say the the goddess Oracle deck, mm. it's, I, there, there hasn't been a day that it hasn't helped me or hasn't helped me think about something differently. Wow. And, um, it, it's all about strong women from different mythologies and cultures all, all around the world and historically. So I, I don't know. It's just, she it, really inspires me, I guess. They get good vibes. Yeah. I actually have seen her live, and she's <gasps> amazing. Oh she's God. fantastic. She does uh, live shows in Toronto all the time. You should definitely. Let's go. I'm down. <laughs> I would totally go with you. Yay. <laughs> you know, she's she just has, she has really good vibes. Totally. Um, and so that's why I like her cards as well. Um, would you say that your spiritual beliefs have contributed towards your success as well? I, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think because when... No disrespect to, you know, any, any religions, of course. but, um, I think 
when being spiritual causes you to look at things differently and look mm-hmm. at people whose views are different than yours differently. And I think yeah. it's kind of forced. I hate saying forced because it's not like a rigid bad thing, but it's really maybe opened me to a different um, way of thinking. If I get in a disagreement with someone or someone has been kind of crappy to me or, you know, or I've been crappy to someone really look inward and be like, okay, what am I missing? Or, you know, what's the, like, why do I really feel like this? Or, you know what, maybe they've just had a really crap day. Yeah. And, you know, they they had to come to work. They didn't have a choice to take the day off or whatever, you know? So it's, I think spirituality has helped me um, get better as an artist to be more in tune with myself Mm -hmm. and not like lie to myself about certain things. Yeah. But also to um, find the good in people. Yeah. Wow. You know what? That's actually uh, a very common thing that a lot of the successful people that have been on my show, they have said that um, that they're someone that's really reflective and tries to see other people's perspectives and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I think that is possibly uh, a trait of someone successful. We could maybe say say that, but it does seem that like you're just more open minded. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so if someone, so say someone's listening and mm-hmm. they want to break into the film and TV world and, you know, they have no idea where to start, what piece of ad- advice would you give them? I think this will probably irritate, irritate people, but uh, just start. You know, I think it's, um, it, we're really lucky that we live in a day and an age where we know if we don't have a smartphone, we know someone who does, right. Uh, you know, you can make a one minute short film. It doesn't have to have sound. It could be voiceover, which you can also do on your phone. Right. Um, I think we just, we're so lucky to live in a time where you can create content. Like this has been the easiest time ever to create content, um, you know, for, for nothing, you know, it's, it's basically you're paying for your time. Um, and I know for me in the beginning, I would volunteer a lot just to get experience. Hmm. And I think it depends on, um, what path you want to go or you want to start with. You know, I started with acting and then got into writing, then producing, then directing. Right. And I love all four of those. So I want to do all four. So if someone was like me and wanted to do all four things and be more of a, a creator or multi hyphenate, I think I would say just write something, even if it's a poem and film it. Right. You know, just any any way that you can just go out there and create stuff because I think I've learned more from just actively trying to create than I ever have from going to a class. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, well that, that, that's kind of what they say. Well, I mean, no disrespect to universities or colleges because I had an absolutely amazing experience at Ryerson. But truly, I think I learned more after, you know, work, like going to work after going right. to school, you know. So doing always you know, there's way more to learn in doing than there is from sitting and just kind of reading, right? Implementing always. And you get to try different things. It's such a great opportunity to try and fail and not have a grade put on it. Right, right. So, And that's totally the key, isn't it? Like just failing like crazy. Yeah, (laughs) and I I think sometimes you'll realize when you're starting to create and fail, like it's not even a failure. It's like, oh, I would do this differently next time. And I think I didn't go to film school. So I think there's a lot that I, you know, if I, maybe had gone to film school, I could have saved some money from, sure. you know, maybe, I don't know, knowing more people who had equipment at the time. So I wasn't renting equipment, but oh. either, like there's little things like that. But I think, you know, my relationship with our unions, whether that's Director's Guild, Writer's Guild or ACTRA, um, came from picking up the phone and calling and saying, hey, like how, what's the best way to work with you guys? How do I 
um, you know, what agreement is best for me? I'm getting a little bit confused actually picking up the phone and asking those questions. Right. So I, I think it's a combination of just going out there and trying to create and doing your research. Right. But were you ever at any point fearful of doing that? Because I know that, you know, picking up the phone and calling is really hard for a lot of people these days in a world of texting, you know? Totally. I think I... I I just started my production company so fast Hmm. Um, and I I don't regret it, but I think um, I didn't really have a time to panic because I was making a a short film and it was uh, part of the actor tip, the Toronto indie production, and I needed to be CMPA, Canadian Media Producers Association, in order to apply to even have the short as a tip project and work with union actors. So I think it was just kind of another... um, like task on my to-do list I was like okay I gotta call actor and figure this out because I have no clue and do this and do that so it 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 was just I didn't really have time to worry about it because I think that's one good thing as well with my parents um you know as much as I want to be really good at something I was never afraid to ask what something was I see yeah so yeah yeah. that's amazing yeah Mm -hmm. and I, I feel like whenever um teachers and parents can make you feel comfortable to ask whatever question you want I think that is the best for the child totally I do think um that in my household mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I the tea. um you know um, my mom always made it really comfortable to you know to be me and like pursue whatever I want but then on the flip side I think my parents uh, because they were in the middle of a divorce and all that um my the my dad would say things about my mom that you know what when I would like reflect I felt like I was similar to her so I would sort of take on those qualities as well and like kind of feel stupid or unintelligent or whatever and um and so then with him I never felt like I could I like be free to ask those questions because I never wanted to be you know Wrong. wrong yeah or appear unintelligent or whatnot so um so yeah, I think that like that's something I've noted. Oh, in my future, hopefully, if I ever have kids, make them feel like they can ask me anything, and totally. you know. And I, I get that too. I think you know my first couple of years producing, I I was at Banff World Media Festival, a huge TV festival that happens in Banff every June. Wow. And I'd be in the room with some of the people that I had admired and looked up to for so long, and they'd be like, "Oh, you know, when you do the blah blah blah," and I was like. I could feel myself like starting to panic and sweat because I was like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what the blah, blah, blah is like (laughs) what, you know? And I thought, okay, this is an opportunity to either learn or stand here and keep smiling. Like, Hmm. I don't want to say an idiot because that sounds so harsh, but I was like, I can either, you know, ask and get knowledge. Right. Then just pretend like I don't know it. And I think that's, you know, for whoever's listening, if there's something you don't know and someone else knows it, I would um, ask them because it's also an opportunity to make a connection. Right. And I feel like people would respect you even more if you asked as opposed to just standing there and not, you know, just acting like, you know, when you don't. And then in the future, when they talk to you about it, you know, you don't know what's going on. Right. Right. So that's amazing. This episode of the Namaste podcast is sponsored by the Audible app. Audible is a subscription-based audiobook platform where every month you get a credit to get any audiobook that you choose. So if there is a book you have been dying to dig into, but maybe you don't have much time, you can get the audiobook version. And while you're on the go, you can have a listen. Maybe while you're at the gym, that's where I listen to all of my audiobooks. And or, or maybe when you're just primping and getting ready in the morning, that's another place where I listen listen to my audiobooks. I am obsessed with Audible. It is just simply fantastic. I've listened to so many books on this app. 
and I have actually had it for five plus years. So if you would like to try it, you can get a free audiobook with my code and the 30-day trial membership. Just head on over to www.audibletrial.com slash namaste. That's N-A-M-A-S-L-A-Y. So www.audibletrial.com slash namaste. And you can get your free audiobook with the 30-day trial membership. And I know that you also work with a bunch of, bunch of charities like Sick Kids. I mean, do you ever stop? Like, do you, is you, I, and, and, and I don't mean that in disrespect, but I mean yeah. like you, you just seem like you do so much. Do you, do you ever feel like overwhelmed by all that and need to just like sort of stop and go on vacation or, you know, how do you decompress? Decompress, that's the word. Yeah, there is. Yeah. There I, I think it really <laughs> depends. So uh, I think I always, I don't think I'll ever stop doing a million things at once, <laughs> but um, I think... I understand timing better now than I did mm. even a couple of years ago. Mm. And the fact that you can't be everywhere all at once. You can't be a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time. That's impossible. Yeah. So I think being more realistic with myself and my schedule and giving myself that time and not uh, feeling guilty, you know, like th- the parties are always going to be there. I think mm. we, we also talked about this during TIFF and, you know, you don't have to go to every single party and go to every single networking event and go to every single screening. Like right. it's impossible. And you, it's, better for you to stay home like stay home and eat like good food or cheetos and like it doesn't really matter but whatever it is for you and i think for me that's been you know staying in and binge watching Grey's anatomy or (laughs) it's been going up uh going up north and being outside whether that's skiing or hiking you just have to find what that is i know for me if i get really really stressed i just try and write Hmm. you know and handwrite in my journal um, it doesn't have to be like, dear diary, blah, blah, blah. It, it can be. It should be. <laughs> it should be. Um, but sometimes it's just like a sentence and I'm like, oh, wow. I feel so much lighter after getting that out. So whatever right. it is. Um, yeah. I, so writing's your outlet. I think so. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And you said before we started that you're working on writing a movie or short yes. film. Uh, a feature. Feature. Yep. Yes. So exciting. Mm-hmm. So uh, is that is that your next project that you're working on? Are you working on something else right now as well as the promotion of this new film? I, I have a couple things on the go, surprisingly. I know. Of oh. course. Uh, <laughs> I but love this, it. The feature that I'm writing, um, it, it's been on the back burner for a little while and I'm really trying to finish it. And it's it's so close to my heart because it's based on a lot of my, my current friendships. Yeah. Um, that it it's it's so it's daunting it's interesting how easy it can be to write about other things mm-hmm. and you know feel related or feel connected but when it's something that's really and truly your story and you've lived it mm-hmm. it's so strange how um like I, I know for me I was telling you it's called dead friends club and I I thought okay yeah I'm gonna write this story about grief and friendship and I made it about someone else and a completely different loss and I almost thought oh my like my loss isn't good enough or cool enough or people won't relate. And I think through writing it, it's been like, no, like everyone's grief is valid and you know, you should write what you know. Yeah. Um, so it's been really cathartic and difficult and daunting, Mm -hmm. but I think, um, I kind of feel like I owe it to myself and to other people. Yeah. So, and it's a great title too. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. that's exciting. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so for the the Project Daddy's Playground, yes, um, is that going to be coming to any theaters or where can people watch it? 
So if you go to nobudge.com, okay. uh, they'll be able to find it. Okay. And we are hoping to go to a couple more festivals. Okay. Uh, but we're really, really focusing on making it a feature film uh, for 2020. <sighs> That's so exciting. Yeah, I can't believe 2020 is like in a couple months. I ah, know. But yeah. <laughs> I remember being 10 years old, 2000, folks, thinking about 2020. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, I, I can't even... It's not even like what I ever would have thought. Right. I remember in 2002, I went to Disney World. And, you know, have you guys, have you been to yes. Disney World? Um, have you been to Epcot, the I theme have. part? Okay. You know how they have um, the futuristic room with like ideas of what could yes. happen in the future? So in 2001, they had a phone that could, you could talk to people via video and what? you could see someone at the other side of the world by using this phone. And I remember I was so perplexed by this idea. And I just, I was thinking about it the whole day. I was like, mom, wouldn't that be wild? I could call dad and see him on my phone. No, that's not possible. That will never happen. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to 2020 and that's been around for years now. (laughs) It's wild. It's so interesting. Totally. Are you thinking about credit cards? Remember my, (laughs) my dad, he's like, I never thought I'd have a credit card. Mm. And now, you you know, your entire life is basically in this, either on a small handheld phone device or a piece of plastic. Just scanning your phones now, right? With Apple Pay. Yeah. Yeah. I use Apple Pay every day. Like I used to get my coffee this morning. Like it's, it's so crazy how rapid the growth of technology is. It's wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't even carry cash anymore. It's the strangest thing. No. It feels weird. I, well, yeah. Whenever I go to events and they're like, it's $10 cash, please. I'm like, excuse me. I'm going home. Come on. Now you don't have Apple Pay. Just I'm leaving. Upgrade. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, or having like loonies and toonies. I'm like, oh, the sound is too. Like, I sound so. I, I hate saying that because I sound like so. I guess privileged or annoying, but it's no. you're like, oh, change is weighing me down. I'll yeah. just take my phone and use Apple Pay. Like, <laughs> change is weighing you like, down. I guess this is first world problems, but like, it's so interesting to see how things have changed. Yeah. No, for sure. No. no one's judging you on that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Everyone can relate. No one likes to carry change. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is the fun part of the show where, uh, well, the whole thing's fun. What am I saying? Where um, I'm going to pull a card for you. Awesome. Okay. So basically you can have a specific question or you can ask for general knowledge. Mm-hmm. You kind of you know the process because you pull your own cards. Um, but yeah, so... Which one right now would you like me to use? Which deck? I never tried the John Holland deck, so I think we should go. Okay, so we're going to go with the Psychic Tarot. So basically, I will shuffle the cards and uh, pull a card for you. Oh, do you want to see them? Yeah, you can have a look. Very colorful, you know. Very cool. (laughs) So yeah, so think in your brain a question specifically, or would you like um, general knowledge? Do you want me to say it out loud? Sure. You don't have to say the question. If it's a specific question, you you don't have to say it out loud, but general or if it's general knowledge you know let's let's just go for a general what do i need to know right now all right that's my favorite to ask you know because you might not know what you need to know you don't know what you don't know see exactly universe (laughs) tell me right (laughs) okay and then any thoughts feelings ideas or sensations that come to you as i'm giving you your reading is relevant to what you need to know love it so yeah okay is this your favorite deck you know, um, both of them are. The Wisdom of the Hidden Realms by Colette and the Psychic Tarot are the ones that I work with the most. I just got this new deck called Isis. Uh, I don't know who... No, not Isis as in like Isis. Like the I, I goddess know. Isis. We know. I, we know. She's in the, I mean, the goddess face. <laughs> Oh, is she in the goddess deck? She's Isis. in the goddess deck. Okay. Yeah, so for everyone listening, Isis is a goddess. <laughs> I think she's an Egyptian goddess, I think. She's going to drink my water. 
question. Um, and yeah, it's a really cool deck. It's very honest. And um, it comes with a booklet and you get legit like three pages worth of wow. a reading. It's very intense, but super spot on. Um, and very honest. So I would only recommend people to get that deck if they're ready to be very honest with themselves. So it's abrasive. Yes. Okay. <laughs> there are some decks that you have to be wary about, like any fairy-related decks. Their fairies are really honest, or the fairy energy. Whether right. whether you believe in fairies or not, it's irrelevant. The energy around those decks seem to be very, um, just very erratic, very, uh, very truthful and honest, and kind of brutally honest to a point. So if you ever play with those kinds of cards, just know that. You gotta beware for the honesty. It's yeah. coming to you. So, all right, two cards for you. We Ooh. got patience. Yes, patience. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I write it upside down. And then victory and success, my <gasps> darling. Oh, so. these are awesome. And fourteen's my favorite number. There you go. There you go. Guys, I just got chills. I, well, it's all relevant. Me too, actually. Chills. Ooh. There you go. Whenever I get chills, that's my sign from spirit that whatever was just said is spot on. So there you go. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so this card signifies the need for patience, self-control, adjustment, moderation, and balance when dealing with others as well as yourself. This could be in the areas of how you think and work and how you handle school, recreation, the people in your life, or the spiritual path that's set before you. As a soul, you have more than one aspect of yourself to draw on for support. It's all about integration and learning to blend and balance both the physical and the spiritual. You're an ethereal being in a physical body enjoying a human experience. Therefore, since you're both, you should honor all of you. If you go through life denying yourself the joy of combining these aspects, you're missing out on so much of what the world has to offer. Why accept a life that's half-lived? The patience card reminds you to open your heart and mind and allow yourself to listen to other people's ideas, thoughts, and perspectives. Blissful harmony can be achieved when everyone learns to work as one, all benefit. Listening, sharing, and reaching out will help you renew your faith in yourself and humankind. You'll become more aware of the miracles around you as well as the ones that you have a hand in creating. Ooh, which you create a lot. So Ooh, I like this. I love that one. All right, so victory and success. I mean, we can kind of guess what that means, but <laughs> <laughs> but just because I will also read what it represents. So, all right. Good news is on the way. The qualities of this positive card are completion, victory, and success that often follow a difficult period. Many people around you are very proud to see how you triumphantly came through it. They respect you and may even attempt to follow your example. I was just thinking that two seconds ago. You've worked hard and devoted much effort to get to this point in your life where you've become wiser and have grown in so many ways. Always remember to stop and pat yourself on the back. You deserve it. This card also reminds you to stay grounded. Remember where you came from and keep your ego in check. Don't lose who you really are. Yeah. Keep the, that <laughs> ego in check, Mariah. Pat yourself on the back, but not too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this victory can be used as a teaching tool for the future. Realize that if you came through this challenging time, you can achieve anything. Thank you. Wow. Like, I just... Wow, I'm like on cloud nine. Can I take a picture of these yes, cards? Yes, go for it. Yes, and if you want to take a picture of the reading as well, go for it as well. 
But yeah, wow! That thank was, you so much for that. That was thank you. Very amazing. What a you know what? And it's funny. I was just joking about this uh, a couple episodes ago. Episodes ago with someone else that mm. it just seems that everyone I bring on, I like funny enough. Everyone I bring on is very successful in their field, right. and I always pull a success card for everyone that's on the show. Is that wow. funny? Like, there's I don't know, fifty two cards in this deck, and you know, there's so many different things that I could pull, like obstacles and challenges disruption like there's a lot right. of i would say quote unquote negative uh cards right uh, cards. yes yeah i wouldn't ever say anything's negative but just for you know for anyone who doesn't really understand mm. but um more challenging cards but it seems that i always pull success cards for my yes it's kind of cool that's amazing yeah well, thank you so much now i'm just gonna like walk home being like i'm victorious and successful you are to be patient keep that ego in check girl <laughs> yeah, see? there you go right yeah no Oh, thank you. I oh, love that. You're welcome. All right. So before we finish, I want you to tell everyone what you wrote down as your goal for right now. Yes. So my goal is to finish writing this feature film script. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I wrote that so sassy, this feature film, uh, but it's to finish writing Dead Friends Club. Awesome. So that's my goal. I'm not sure if it's necessarily before the end of the year. Right. But um, I definitely want to have it done uh, in early 2020. Do you usually set like timelines for your goals or do you just go for it and, you know, finish when you finish? It, it really depends. I, I right. think like this year I set out, I was like, I really want to buy a house. Oh, this is my first year doing a vision board. Have you ever done one of those? Always. Okay. So I, yeah, you know what? That was a dumb question. Looking at your goals and dream box of these tarot cards. <laughs> that just makes um, me so happy. That's not a dumb question. <laughs> I think actually a lot of people are only just learning about them, but I was just a hardcore secret fan. So that's why I started doing them. But, Brilliant. And yeah. I think it works. Something about waking up and looking at the things that you want to do every yeah. single day. Um, you know, I, I was surprised that I, even if I didn't think that I was taking time to meditate on my vision, I don't know why I did air quotes, like, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like meditation is a real thing. Um, but to <laughs> meditate and sit down and look at my vision board, I think just seeing it even, you know, without realizing that I was looking at it, right. helped me um, get to my goals faster. Um, so I, you know, I, I wanted to buy a house this year. I wanted to um, volunteer more this year. I wanted yeah. to act more this year. And so taking those steps, uh, and kind of looking at that board, whether I realized it or not helped me get there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's wow. interesting. interesting. Have, have you heard of Danielle Laporte? I've heard that name, but or I'm not sure why. It could be Laporte. I could be saying it wrong. Um, she has this book called uh, The Desire Map Experience. And she gave me this idea in regards to the vision board. So her book is phenomenal. Highly recommend. Um, her main concept is to get to the core of what feelings you want to feel. And mm -hmm. she has, it's a whole exercise book. And she helps you decipher, like, what is it that you want to feel? Oh, I want to feel glamorous. I want to feel right. si like successful or whatever that means to you. I want to feel... Um, confident and so in regards to the vision board she would get you to write that out along with the things that you're trying to attract and I found that it's really helpful and actually puts me more in alignment with those things because then when I'm focusing on visualizing those things I'm also like focusing on the feeling and like and like really trying to feel like I already have it in regards to those specific things so I love that I'll yeah check that out for sure and she um she gave me this idea because every New Year's she would sit at home and make her vision board and write out her feelings that she wants Aww. to feel for the year yeah and so then every year I just started doing that on New Year's because it's amazing. it's so fun what a great way to start the new year right just, totally you know already focused on your goals and whatnot so yeah I love that yeah and also what you might like is um I found uh 
that I would do. Do you have visual? Uh, sorry, a um, Bristol board where you put your um, mate. Did you make your vision board out of a Bristol board? Is what I, I'm I trying didn't to use ask. a Bristol board. I used a smaller <laughs> Bristol something similar to a Bristol. Okay. Board. Okay, but cool. I I can go get Bristol board. Well, no. What actually, what I was <laughs> going to say is what you might like uh, as well, and I found really effective is t- getting like a I don't know, like a dollar store journal mm-hmm. and making like a journal vision board so you can bring it on the go and then just kind of look at it as a oh, reminder. That's really neat. Yeah, I found I did that one year and it was really helpful. And I just found that it, I would whenever whenever I had downtime, I would pull it out and go, oh yeah, this is why I need to stay focused right now. And you know, it just kind of gets you back on track. Did you kind of so. split it up between like oh like home friend? Yeah career yes yeah love I'll actually send you pictures You'll, yes yeah. please do <laughs> and I think that's a really good point too is being open and honest about your goals I found that helped me too yeah you know because I've always been such so career driven but I think the life driven part of me I was almost nervous about kind of opening opening up and saying to other people and I found yeah. the more that I shared my vision board with people or the more that I talked about it the more all of this stuff came to fruition right yeah, that's, really cool. that's so true. I kind of had the similar experience. And I think for a while I was like, oh, I don't, I'm an independent woman. I don't need anyone. And like, yeah. I would have those thoughts. But then really when I dug deep, I went, no, I'd like a partner. And I'd like totally. to attract, attract this and that. And then once I started, you know, being honest, that's when those sort of things started coming into my life. So, I love yeah. It. Wow. Honestly, what a great talk. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I've had such a good time. And could you just tell everyone where they can find you and check out uh, Daddy's Playground and all of your upcoming projects? Totally. Uh, Daddy's Playground is available on nobudge.com. So please go and check it out. Uh, To connect with me online at Mariah Owen on Instagram. Well, on every single platform at Mariah Owen. You can head to my website, um, www.mariahowen.com. Uh, yeah, or, or Google me, do whatever. <laughs> Find me on Vimeo, call my mom. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, who's your mom, by the way? Because you said she was a model. But my mom, uh, my mom's name is Susie. Susie. Like, she modeled when I was, uh, when I was little as well, but she, yeah. she's just a model for me and who I am and want to be in my life Of now. course. Yeah. Oh, I was just thinking I want to Google so I can like see her old like modeling photos. You know what? I, I don't know. I haven't actually Googled her old photos, but we have a bunch of her beautiful um I hate saying beautiful old photos they're just beautiful photos yeah. of my mom when she was modeling in our house so ah. it's, it's really cool to walk by them or my friends are like oh my gosh your mom's a babe I'm like, <laughs> I know <laughs> so yeah it's cool oh that's awesome well yeah. honestly had such a lovely time having you on I, I'm thank sure you. everyone's gonna love this episode so thank you so much for being here and mm-hmm. I have a little motto that I finish off every episode on it's that the grass is greenest where you are right now so it's all about just being grateful for where you are and just sort of you know be happy and carpe diem seize the day and whatnot i love that thank you yeah you're welcome thank you so much for listening guys and as always i'm sending you so much love light and motivation to go slay at your goals namaste For more Namaste or to support the Namaste podcast, visit patreon.com slash Melissa Malati. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Melissa Malati.